Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome. I'm Dave Myers. And I'm Simon King. And uh, we're not the hairy bikers today. We are the agony uncles. Yeah. Say hello, Uncle Si. Hello, Uncle Si. Say hello, hello, Uncle Dave. Hello, Uncle Dave. <laughs> anyway, how was your week this week, Simon? Ah, well, it was very good. Uh, uh, what did I do? I went to see my granddaughter at the weekend, which was lovely. Uh, and then what else did I do? Uh, ate too much and drank even more. Uh, because I've been doing that fasting thing, you know, like intermittent fasting. And well, eating and, faster than you normally do. Is yeah, that that's, that's it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just that. What about you? What are you doing? Uh, I've, been, I've been up toon. Uh, well, well, we had work last week. We had bits and bops, didn't we? Yeah, we And I, I had a weekend up toon. I went to a ball last night. Oh, that was good. How, how did you get them out? Oh. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it was good, actually. I was all, all toughed up. So I made a weekend of it. Oh. I went I went to Lescargot on Saturday yeah. night for a nice, posh, old-fashioned meal. It's the oldest French restaurant in London, you know. And you know they used to breed the snails down in the basement there. In nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. Good, I had some snails. Oh, and um, and I went for a walk, walk yesterday. Went down Gerrard Street. Nice. You know, down in, in Chinatown. Nice. And then last night was the ball. And now home on the train looking rattled. Not a bad week overall, I think, Simon. No, very, very good. Very good. Yes, yes. Now, at this point, Uncle David, I always say uh, how to get in touch with us, you see, because without your emails, we have no show. So, True. The, um, the emails to get in touch, now, please do pay attention because some of you aren't and they're sending them to Hairy Uncles, which is not the correct email address. It's <clears throat> Agony uncles not hairy uncles agony uncles so it's agony uncles at the hairy bikers dot co dot uk not dot com not net not eu not it nothing dot co dot flaming uk and on the agony uncles team today posing yes. the problems indeed our adjudicator is the thin white duke the voice himself gold mr golden tonsils mark jeeves ah <laughs> uh, you're too kind yes got some good. juicy ones for you today guys have we have, have we? we yeah have oh, we? i love a good problem to get my teeth into <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I like a good problem as well but we haven't just got jeevesy have we dave no oh, no, no no god has no. been kind god has yes. been kind we have the queen of surrey herself she makes Downton Abbey look like Coronation Street. She is the one, the only, our posh Tash. Hi. Here I am. Posh and definitely without a Tash. Oh, do definitely. you know, I don't know. I have to pluck it sometimes. Do you? It's I do. I think, if you do, what, is that what happens? She's not old enough for that. I know, but I'm saying, no, but I'm saying HRT. Ballsy statement. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying that that's what happens, don't you? You get air on your top lip. I mean, not you. what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> this is what happened to me. You know, I've got hair on my top lip and, on, you know, parts of my bum went... Well, anyway, never mind. I just, I'm just saying. That's all. Go on. Stop so, talking now is okay. the best advice. Right, <laughs> yes. Enough chatter. <laughs> Let us do why we are here what we are best at. 
What's that? Do that again? <laughs> Obviously not speaking English. Let's get solving the problems of the nation. All right. Hit that jingle, Kingy Bells. Hitting it, dude, hitting it with me finger. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Because I heard your advice is the best. Ah, yes. Well, welcome to this week's edition of the Harry Biker's Agony Uncle, starring Uncle Si, Uncle Dave, and Posh Tash. And you have a whole host of problems to deal with this week, including yeah. the bits on the side. Bits on the side, right. A dating dilemma. Mm. The grieving process. Mm. And in confidential corner today, dumped from the wedding. Dumped from the wedding. <laughs> it is a bit EastEnders, that one, isn't it? Yeah. It is, isn't it? But we're going to start uh, with the bits on the side. This is a food problem. Jason Knowles is here. Hello, Jason. Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, my problem yeah. for you gentlemen this week is about my diet. <sighs> I have most of your books and I've been a fan of your TV shows since you started long. May you continue. As I'm trying to shed some pounds and calorie counting, though, I've been yes. looking at the recipes in the Hairy Dieters book number three, Good Eating. Yes. And I noticed your recipes have the calories per portion written on the page, which is fantastic. Thank you. However, with a few of these recipes, I'm unsure as to what to accompany them with each meal. Is there a surefire group of low-calorie accompaniments that you would recommend to go on the side? <laughs> yes, Jason, yeah. called vegetables. Yeah, it's the, really <laughs> it's the really boring stuff. And chips don't count as your veg. No. No. But no. they're potatoes. Oh. Yes. Well, you can have sweet potatoes, but only a few. I don't like sweet potatoes. I don't, well, I don't eh? but Jason might. You know. No, no, no. Vegetables, Jason. Green things. You're putting a pound. Yeah, or salad. Them. Unlimited amount of yes, salad yes. and fruit. Well, yes. fruit to some extent. You know, because oh. bananas can pack it on, can't they? Oh, bananas. You don't want to be eating too many bananas. You know what happens then, don't you? Well, no, you, you get too many bananas. Full of, full of potassium and it does you good. But no, the thing is, side dishes. When the dietician said to us when we did the hairy dieters was turn that northern plate around. The northern plate being, and speaking as northerners, so we're not being northernist, is you have, you know, we always have the big carbohydrates like loads of chips and rice. Yes. Then you've got your protein. Then you've got a bit of vegetable matter. Oh, smaller, yeah. right? Turn it on the head. Your big thing has to be your vegetable matter. But, you yeah. know, preferably boiled, not slathered in butter. Pre then you've got your protein, and then you've got your carbohydrate. And calorie for calorie, sugar for sugar, that's what works. And um, again, like pasta. You can have pasta, but weigh it. You know, because if you just say, I'll have half a packet, you know, it's, it's bonkers. When it says 50 grams of pasta, just weigh it before you cook it. And I like sometimes I, I mix, I put broccoli in with it, bulk it out. It works well. I get annoyed in restaurants when you go and you say you go ordered your meal and it looks like a lovely main course, good, good, you know, good decision. I don't know, chicken breast or whatever. And then you think that's it should come as a whole plateful that should have your meat and your vegetables on it. And then they go, do you want a side? And then you end up ordering a small bowl of spinach or a small bowl of rocket. Maybe that's too posh. Maybe do I come, come down? No, no, I don't know. Rock, rocket salad. Oh, no, no, it'd be all right. And I just feel like I would rather not have sides on a side dish. I'd like to have my sides ready on my plate. On And then I think you eat more balance rather than you you don't eat the sides enough if they're in another bowl. That's, that's what I think anyway. Yeah, but you're eating somebody else's balance, not your own. So no, I can agree with the restaurant. It's like whenever I have a full English, I hate it when they throw the beans along the same plate because I think the beans pollute the overall dish. I like the oh. beans on the side. 
But you see, so side dish of beans, I think is fabulous. The thing is, Poshtash, I was talking to one of your staff the other day, and she, he was saying, they, yeah, I mean, they are busy, to be fair, because, you, you know, you're not the easiest of employers, apparently. <laughs> and also, um, I, I noted that they were working quite hard uh, to fill your plate full of goodness. But there's no sophistication in piling your plate with everything on it. I, I'm with David. I think you take a little piece of whatever you fancy and then eat it. You know, the, the main event is your chicken and then... Yeah. It's a lot easier for portion control if it's already on your yeah, plate as a portion. But you're in a restaurant, you know. Well, I mean, you I'm thinking about dieting control. here, though. Oh, di- dieting, yes. yes. I mean, that, that, that was what yeah, I said, the beauty of our books is because the picture, that is the calorie control portion. So match to the picture, and that's where you can eat to hit your calories. But one thing that is good, some of the recipes... And I'm not just trying to flog the books, they're really good. You know, when you're not in dieting mode, you can eat double the portion, which quite often is far more than you can consume. And you're still within a healthy range of calories, which is what it's all about, really. Well, part of it. But no, yeah, vegetables on the side are a good thing. Yes. And beans as well. Not baked beans, but things like butter beans. Like butter bean mash is really good. Full of fibre, keeps you regular. And tasty as well. You know. Yeah, but veggies, salads, you can eat as much as you want, can't you? As long as I say exactly. it's not, not done with butter and oil. Come on, Jason, you can do better than this. Use your imagination. Green things, grow on the ground, cold vegetables, and the grit. And salads, but what's your dressing? To the left. What do you mean? Dressing to the left? Uh, yeah. <laughs> to the right, I think. Um, I've never thought no. about it, really. Yeah. Automatically. Do you, well, I don't know. It's just, does it not change? Well, it depends if you're running or walking. If you're yeah. walking, mine always stays to the left. If I'm running, between the two. (laughs) Yes, this leg goes between the two. But if you run quite a lot, it's really quite pleasant. (laughs) Food makes makes everything better. Problem number two is a dating dilemma. A dating Mm. dilemma. Mm. It's a simple problem. However, when you when you think about it, actually, it's quite a tricky one. This is from Claire, who says, "Hello, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. I'm looking for dating advice. I'm single." And I'm ready to mingle, but I do not want to go dating online. That being the case, where does a cuddly, young-at-heart, 56-year-old lover of all things chocolate and the finer things in life go to find love? I've been single for flipping ages, and I'm slowly losing my sanity. Can you help? That's from Claire. Over to you. First thing I suggest, Claire, is give Mr King a call. (laughs) Shut up! No, she's the right age for you. She's single. Take her out! Take her out! You can't use this as a date nap. Listen, it's wrong. It's, it's the no, early bite. I'm it's not using it as a dating app. I'm no. just saying, but but little things like this, Claire, you've written that letter in, and it could lead to a long life in the northeast, whether you like it or not. <laughs> problem solved or problem, problem made. solved. <laughs> Can you two just wind your necks in? I'm sorry, Claire, about my friends. Don't you worry about it, pet. You just go to the pub and be assertive. And you see, already me. it's Claire and Simon versus the world. Did you sense oh, that, Tash? Yeah. yeah, you see, he's sticking up for her already. I'm not sticking up for him. Just saying. Go anyway. Shut up, you do. Honestly, my hat. I've got a hat ready. Yeah, got a hat. The wedding. What for? <laughs> oh, sod off. Claire King. Oh, she's that actress oh. in Emmerdale, isn't she? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. What? Claire King. Yeah. So that's a nice ring to it, really. No, she's I'm pick, mid- no, no. I'm, I'm too fat to kidnap. <laughs> Leave me alone. 
Dating. Oh, what a dilemma. Dating. Right? Oh, God. You join clubs. That's a good way, isn't it? Clubs. But don't just go to like one where there's loads of women, unless you want to find another lady partner. Um, you know, just just go clubs. I don't education. <laughs> I used to go to pottery club to pull. You know? Did you? Yeah. I thought you yeah. had a pottery club to throw, not pull. Well, you can Although pull a handle. What, yes. I had to pull a handle, I suppose, couldn't you? Like Ghost. He was trying to be like Ghost and Patrick Swayze from behind. Pa- That's right. that what you were a pottery club for? Yeah, I was just like that, Tash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. see it now. Covered oh, in know. water and slurry. Je t'aime. Je t'aime. Yeah, well, no, but you always go for a drink afterwards and wet your whistle. I, I went to badminton club once. I used to quite like that too. That was quite funny. Get a lather on, then go to the pub. Yeah. You know, you just, I think the thing is, just don't sit in, really. I see, I, I'm not that generation uh, of dating, you know, on apps. I, I couldn't do that. How do you do? Uh, how does Tinder work? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'm not there right. either. I'm not there either. No, really. but, but, but there again, face to face. But but if you stay in the house and you stay in the same social circles, you're never going to meet other people. Stop looking. That's my big tip. The more you look, the less you find. So I love the idea in life that you just don't know what's happening around the corner about anything. And that's exciting. Yeah, so sometimes just go it's out a bus. And you know, you could, yeah, you could meet them on the bus. You could be at the bus stop. Oh, I don't think he means being Paper driven car, you never know what the chauffeur's going to look like. You never you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know. I always remember, I always say this, you know, when, when we did the hairy bikers go to Transylvania all those years ago, you come back with a straw hat, two bottles of vodka, I come back with a wife and two kids. Oh, yeah, you know, true. you don't know yeah. what's round the corner. That you was know, an sometimes... expensive trip for you, that did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it costs you more in vodka, to be fair. It did, honestly, honestly, I've never been so hungover. It was Palenka, wasn't it? And it was yeah, actually... Yeah, it was. Homemade. A homemade Palenka from your now beautiful wife, Lil. Yes. I've never been so hungover. I, got, I was I was naked when the lady came in to do me mini bar with a pair of shades on the straw hat. I was going, yes. what are you doing? And then the cold crew's downstairs going, you're getting up for the flight, Kingy, or what? I said, I am up. The production manager came to me. Now, I managed to get myself to the reception. It was five o'clock in the morning in Cluj. And I can just about, because we were up in your room, we drank the whole mini bar. We've yeah. been playing steamrollers, yeah. and which is a... <laughs> It's it's quite interesting, but anyway, so the next, I got myself up and I felt like death, and all my biking gear was soaking wet. I got all that packed, and we were flying home that day. And I sat in reception, just shaking. And the production manager said, "Dave, could you go and get Sai up?" And I went, "I can't walk." Anyway, I went in there, and he was lying there, horizontal, absolute bollock and naked, with his straw hat and sunglasses on. And they're going, we've got to get a plane. And, uh, and this is I, irate Romanian hotelier. What have I done to my minibar? What have I done to my minibar? And he sat up like Lazarus and said, what are you doing in my room? I said, can you just put some clothes on? It, it was, you couldn't write it really. But is it no, the days before digital media as well? There's no, no decent photos either. Oh, no, but if there had been, I'd have took loads. It'd been so funny. <laughs> That'd have been that'd have been currency for the rest well, of the day. Well, that's days. nice, isn't it? That's I would have gone nice. on Tinder quite well. He'd, we wouldn't be single now. I, well, no, I probably would. Tinder would probably not <laughs> exist. The app would have melted. I mean, it's gone. The grinder <laughs> might have embraced it though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sigh. Top hat and tails, king. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Collar and cuffs. Where hey? Now listen. That we're not being very helpful to Claire, no. who's who's on the pull. So, Claire, just be social. Social, Claire. Just yeah. go to do's. 
you know? And, just get and, yourself out there. And, just go to the pub and, and chat to people. She's probably got a long list of, I want this, I want that, I don't like this, I don't... She needs to forget all of those and just run with it, you know? Go she out. Might, she might not have. She well, might... I think most people do, don't they? Do they? I don't. Pottery class, I still say. Have you ever have you watched... <laughs> My favourite programme at the moment is The Great Pottery Throwdown. Oh, oh yeah. it's brilliant. Amazing. Absolutely love it. What? You know, it, it's got emotion, it's got heart, it's got warmth. And the people are lovely. I might, I'd go out with any of them, me. That's the only you know, level I've got. Maybe you need to go to pottery classes, Simon. Yeah, to refresh. Refresh yeah. your pottery, refresh your love life. Oh, yeah. Where'd you live, Claire? You're so more attractive by the minute. <laughs> need to get Claire a pottery wheel. I'm not getting you. Can I get Claire a pottery wheel? What is going on? Hi, Claire. Hi. Can you imagine that as your first date? Hi, uh, hi. Uh, uh, I've bought your pottery wheel. What? Let's go out and throw some shapes. <laughs> oh, I love what you're doing with this. This is great. Yeah, yeah, warming to this. You're all weird. We're not weird. We're not weird. It's just about having that courage, isn't it, to, to get out there. And it's a confidence thing as well, isn't it? You know, and it's like, it's hard when you've been on your own for a good while. And and, and it is a bit of a confidence thing, you know, because you're worried about yourself. You're worried about yourself and just the way you look. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says. You just kind of like, nah. Like, oh. She says somebody out there for everybody. There is. Yeah. I think mine might be Ronald McDonald. <laughs> oh, Captain. <laughs> Who's the dude with the chicken? What's he called? Captain Burton. No, that's Captain. No, that's oh, Captain. Oh, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, right, Colonel Sanders. I oh, imagine you having a snog with Colonel Sanders with your two white moustaches. Exactly. I tell you what, man, I'd be like Velcro. would be inseparable, snogging Pearl and Sanders. It ain't it's just uh, chicken, I tell you. It's not just chicken, it's finger-licking good, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is bad. It's getting Claire, out of control. we love you. Claire, just we love you. Pick yeah. yourself up, dust yourself down, and start all over, over again. again. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email. It's time for problem number three, and this one comes from Sam, who says, Hello, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. Firstly, I would like to say that I'm a big fan of yours. I have been since I was young. It was actually your show that got me into cooking and allowed me to pursue a career in becoming a chef at a local restaurant. Oh, brilliant. Oh, well, anyway, well done. That's lovely, isn't it? So he says, uh, anyways, I just wanted to ask you for some advice. I lost my granddad a few years ago, and obviously I'm still pretty broken up by it. I would love it in the next episode of your podcast if you could talk about loss and grief and your thoughts on how best to combat that and how we can heal. And that comes with many thanks from Sam. I think that sometimes what we tend to do, don't we, is we tend to bury that. We tend mm. to bury grief very deeply. And I think it's um, it's a process of... Le uh, you need to have permission don't you to grieve sometimes people need your friends or your family you just need permission to grieve because loss is a very personal thing to everybody you know it 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 has many faces and it comes in many forms and it it could be it could be tragic it, it, it's always tragic so it yeah you just need and time time helps enormously yeah. but but try and be um, try and be open about it and, and and talk about it. It's not it's not a taboo subject because that'll help, I think, as well. Oh, you're right, Si. I think one of the, the the terrible things about the British culture is that when when somebody passes away, you you tend to I don't know distance yourself from the person who's grieving mm. instead of embracing them. 
you know, especially after the funeral, you can find yourself very, very alone. And the, the people will say, well, I don't know what to say. But of course, this is basically to people who, who are around the grieving person. It's make yourself available, make yourself there. And, and our culture's not very good at that. I mean, there's somebody close to me uh, in, in, in the UK down near where I live uh, has lost a partner. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to engage them. But not like in Romania with that culture, when somebody's died, the, the people who are left behind are never left on their own. Mm. You know, the, the whole thing is grief shared, which, which I think helps. But it's not just the grief and the death that's shared, it's the life onwards that carries on being shared. But I was thinking that I think you've got to be allowed to grieve because mm. I think it's very British as well to say, I'm fine, or, or sorry, I'm being silly, or sorry, I'm welling up, or mm. I must... Every time that name's mentioned, and I... And it's just personal experience too. I found that I thought I should be fine because I thought it was unfair to grieve on other people. So I thought better to be fine. And then, you know, five years later, you think about that person again, and then you want to be upset, and you, you don't think you're allowed to be because people go, well, you lost them five years ago. But the pain doesn't ever go away. But I think if you grieve at the time and let yourself properly use your friends, lean on those people that say, can you, you know, do, can I do anything for you? Can I come over? Can I just be with you? I think use that because it's very easy to pretend you need to move on and be yeah. fine, stiff upper lip. And actually, you know, it can bite you on the bottom five years down the line when you actually really do want to be sad. And people will go, well, that's a bit odd. He died so long ago. What are you doing? But so if you do it at the time, it's much better for you, I think, to get it off your chest. And then you, you get left with a happy memory rather than the suppressed sadness that you didn't let out at the time, I think. Yeah, because the person really, although they're not here, they're not, they haven't died because they are there in your mind. You know, going back to people who died 10 years ago that I was close to, I think about them as the living, happy entities. And, and the grief does change and life, life does go on. I think that's the inevitable thing, that, that, that life, when you are left behind, it will march on. Yeah. And, you know, in some ways that's quite comforting because you have to, you have to, pick yourself up a little bit you, you have to do that but within that you have to be kind to yourself and I sometimes think as well is um, I, I lost somebody very close to me about 20 odd years ago and I was offered help and counselling and I turned it down and now with the hindsight of 25 years later I wish I'd gone to a grief counsellor yeah I, I really do wish I'd have reached out for some help with that Days, I think it's easier to do it nowadays. It's easier to yeah. go and find that help, but it's on the doorstep more, and I don't think it was around before. Do you know, to, just to lighten it slightly, though, I've loved, I, we lost someone in our family last year, which was quite sad, and um, I had a lovely life, don't get me wrong. But what's lovely is, rather than remembering him in funny ways to do with, I don't know, you know, the, the great ways of, wasn't he, the, what's his legacy, and or you see something. We've remembered him in food, funnily enough, and I had his kitchen cupboards, it was, um, uh, opened his kitchen cupboards, and we had to clear them out, and I've still got, you know, the marmalade, or I've got the pickles, or the chilies he loved, and actually I remember him in such fond ways when we're cooking, yeah. bizarrely, because you throw the chilies in and go, oh, God, he'd have loved the chilies. And actually, I'm, I'm loving remembering rather than being sad about it it's a really it's quite a fun way to grieve bizarrely is those really bizarre materialistic things rather than the special photo or the I don't know the, the special car that got left actually the the chilies seem to do it perfectly every time it's a fun way of remembering and yeah. also it's that it's the perpetual circle of life and existence and create and creation isn't it there are two things that you can absolutely rely on the bit in the middle is a, sometimes a bit odd and we get curveballs but we're born as, as, a, as humans and we die and the connection that we have 
with each other through that journey and through because it is it's life's journey isn't it the only problem comes when somebody is taken away from you that is either very young or it's been completely unexpected that then has different layers and different connotations psychologically doesn't it and it's always incredibly personal how you grieve is is directly related to your experiences your personality your character the people around you your emotional voice and your emotional sophistication it's all of those things that make up the characters of life don't they and the personalities that we live with and love um so yeah i i, I absolutely agree with you all just just have permission mm. to grieve make sure that you grieve in your way. Yeah. I think one of the things that's been on TV recently that, that I thought was poignant and was really spot on was Ricky Gervais, The Afterlife. Oh, it's superb. My you God. know, I, I think it was so honest about how a bloke who was normal, cantankerous, really angry as well. I think that's another thing as well with grief comes anger. Um, but The Afterlife and kind of, it, it's it's well worth watching. It, it, it's, it's sometimes irreverent, it's rude. But it's it's like real life, um, and it's sometimes very angry because you yes. are very angry because of that loss. Grieve in your own way, and uh, but make sure that you do grieve and give yourself permission to grieve and make yeah. no apologies for it. It is it is one thing that is incredibly important, both psychologically and emotionally. And don't hide it away. Share it with your friends. Share it with people. Let people know how you feel, and time will heal eventually. It won't yeah. fix it. But, you know, it'll, it'll leave scars, but it'll still heal. Yeah, time will heal. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncle's a line. It's time for Confidential Corner, problem number four. Are I we love ready? This bit. Uncle yes. Si and Uncle... Yes. You'd, you'd just have Confidential Corner all the time, wouldn't you? That was what you I would, would yeah, yeah. I love Confidential Corner. It's epic. Right. Yeah. This one is called Dumped from the Wedding. I need oh. two male names and one female name, please. Posh Tash, you can do the female name, please. Lily. Lily. Oh, very nice. Uh, and then a male name, each from Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. Uh, Barnsley. <laughs> and then Barnsley. Each week we're going through the alphabet. It's stuck on B. <laughs> uh, 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 what is it, Neil? Yes. Um, Arthur. Arthur. Okay. Barnsley, Arthur and Lily. Fine. Uh, this comes from Barnsley. And oh. Barnsley says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I'm not sure with how to deal this one, so I'm turning to you for advice about my best friend, Arthur. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or I thought he was my best friend anyway. <gasps> yes. He was getting married at the beginning of March and asked me about ten months ago when he first got engaged to be his best man. He's been my best mate for years. We grew up together in Somerset, and although I'd moved away to Yorkshire to work for a couple of years, uh, we'd stayed pretty close. I was dead chuffed to be asked, so of course I said yes. Since then, I'd not really been involved in the planning of the wedding. My mate implied that his fiancée seemed a bit of a control freak about it all. Uh, I know he's had to change a few things that she didn't like, but as he said, it's her big day. And the plan was to marry on a beach somewhere in the southwest of England with about 120 people. A big old do. At the end of January, we went off and got fitted for the suits and had a photograph taken of the pair of us, he said, for posterity. But I had a hunch that it was so his fiancée could approve the look of the suits. Anyway, a few days later, he called me with terrible news. 
The wedding has had to be cancelled due to problems with access to the beach. He said they're going to have to move it to a different date, but he just didn't know when that would be. I said, OK, keep in touch and let me know and thought little more of it. And until I checked my Facebook one evening a couple of weeks ago and I saw that in actual fact, the wedding had gone ahead without me. <gasps> I, I texted my mate and asked what had occurred, but I didn't hear back from him. Instead, his fiance, now wife, texted back from his phone and said, Arthur is busy and wouldn't be able to contact me back and please not to contact him again. Next day, though, I added an email from him at work. He was really sorry, full of apology, and said that when his fiance saw the photos of us in the suits, she thought I was too fat and didn't suit the, quote, aesthetic of the wedding. She then chose one of her friends as his best man for the day. He says he'd love to stay friends, but his new wife doesn't really like him contacting me. I am completely gutted. I don't know what happened to him. Have I lost my best friend forever? Barnsley. No, no, Barnsley. He will wake up. One day he'll wake up and realise he's married to a Harridan. <laughs> and he will, and he won't put up with it anymore. No. That's not going to last that. You no. cannot have that. You cannot be saying to people, well, you can see this one and you can see that one and you can't see this one and he looks too fat in the suit so he's not coming to the wedding. What does that say? That that woman is all about the aesthetic, not about any emotional value or not any about any person and relationships that he, his best mate might have developed over the years. No, oh no, nothing about that. It's you, fatty, get out me wedding photographs. Well, that's just sheer pants. Yeah, but what what bride actually interferes and chooses the groom's best man? You know, I mean, does the groom, does Arthur get to choose the bridesmaids? Is it tit for tat? That's no. not marriage. It's like that, is it? No. No, it's a one-sided dictatorship. Yeah, that's under the thumb before you even got got in there. I mean, that's crazy. It's under the thumb before you've got the gloves off. Yeah. <laughs> no. I know, it's, it's wrong. Or the other flip side is, did she fancy him and didn't want him there on the wedding day, just oh. in case she had second thoughts? Oh, there's a... Ooh. Did she like fatty? I've got to tell you, Tash. <laughs> Posh Tash, you are a twisted individual. I don't know. I don't Points. know. Well, there's a question that you've just taken it down an avenue now that we're never going to know, are we? I mean, you know, did 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 was Fatty looking quite happy in the suit? I can't believe that one. That's no, shocking. I can't. But weddings sometimes bring up the worst in people, don't they? Everybody wants a two penneth, and sometimes at the end of the day, I can really see why some couples, if you've got any sense, just disappear, get married, and see yeah. you come round and have a booze up afterwards, and you're all going to get on, and that's simple. Rather than everybody wants to control it, everybody wants to to do this, that, and the other. And, you know, the danger is you end up not enjoying your own wedding. Do you know what she could have done then? If she'd really loved her husband and wanted to give him the satisfaction of having him as a best man, she could have done two weddings. She could have done the fatty wedding, if that's what she really wanted, and humoured him, and then she could have done the one she wanted. Well, I just think she should be dumped. I agree. Like, just now, to do it now, run. Yeah, but to answer his phone as well and start texting his best mate. And that's, that's weird. That's a proper control freak thing. I haven't said that. He did intimate that to his best mate, that, like, she was a bit of a control freak. If I was no. Barnsley, I'd turn up at the door and have it out with the three of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just turn up, be very calm, say things once, don't repeat yourself, but just ask what's going on. You know, because yeah. actually, if he is your best mate, maybe you just need to show support and help him. Arthur might be struggling. Arthur might be out of his depth and floundering, wondering what to do. Last night, I watched Brokeback Mountain, and I'd never seen it, and I realised I'm trying to work through Oscar-nominated movies. Did you say Brokeback Mountain? No, Brokeback. 
Oh, it broke my. Oh, sorry. Yes. Broke back, yeah, it didn't break my. Either back, way, it dude. Back. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> and you realise the wife sees them having this lovely, passionate kiss. Lily, maybe thought that maybe Barnsley and Arthur were an item. Maybe that's why she tried to separate it. Maybe he no, was a threat no, to them. I tell you what, though, posh, we we have a laugh because at my wedding. I have not got a wedding photograph of myself with my wife. No. There's the three of us. How? Well, it's me, Kingy, and my Lil. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious. Wait, it was we your never... fault? You kept asking us to come, come on, Kingy. Yeah, come on, Kingy. I'm like, you know, just have a photograph well, with your wife. It's cool with that, you know. Oh, it's it's fine. It's like Valentine's nights. Well, if it's not me and Si, it's been the three of us, if he's been on his own. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it, it can work, you know, the, the, the menagerie yeah. artois. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't menagerie with the artois. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. No, just I mean, you know, you've got to be some boundaries, but, like, you know. But my wedding photos I mean, are funny. They are. I realise you've got Lil and Lily, so maybe it is about you two. It's Lil and Lily, because I've, 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 I've mistakenly Wait. called her Lily. No, Maybe was... your Lil should have turned around and said, you two, look, one out the photo. This is my day. But she no, didn't. No, no, she wasn't bothered. No, she was what fine. Was she, she... Oh, she'd, she'd let me know if she was bothered. Oh, I... Uh, no, 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 I've she was to... just... She just finds me mate, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. best got, man I, and... I would have got a right hook, me. Lil's not done mess about with me. She knows me better than anybody. She's just... Kingy? Get out of the way. Yeah, all right, all right. Also, I think there's something quite special about the best man, you know, on the speech at the wedding, you know, or, or if it's a church wedding, then the best man sits with you, and, you know, and there's that nod. Be all right, mate. All right, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's such, such a nice thing. She should not inter interfere with that. No, she should not interfere with that. And it's a shame she didn't fall in the sea. Likewise, <laughs> you know, Arthur shouldn't interfere with her choice of companions on that day it's oh. your little support network it and is. both sides have that responsibility to bring the couple together as a whole i, I love it when it gets like this not me I reverend think... moon yeah let's no. go around the table then and see what we think the uh, chances is, i've got two questions here chances of the marriage lasting uh in months this goes sigh first of all well i wouldn't have married us so 12 months okay dave i'd say 12 months but barnsley just be around for arthur when they split up. Posh Tash. I think it's going to last a lifetime because he sounds an absolute doormat. He's walked all over him already. Second oh, question right. then. Has, has Barnsley lost his best friend Arthur forever? Yes or no? Si. No. Dave. No. Posh Tash. No. She's seen Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Man love doesn't just end like that. No, it doesn't end over no. like man love. No. no. Good God. And then he what? dies. And then he dies. And it's... Well, no, he dies. That's the whole point of the story of Brokeback Mountain, isn't it? Yeah, oh, but we've, no. already, we've already spoken about grief, so we've solved that one as well. Yeah, yeah. you see. Except I saw that on Netflix and I was going to watch it and now I know the ending. <gasps> spoiler oh, alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, you... Out for years. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but I'm you've just behind. got round to you've seeing just it. it. I'm going to watch Gone sorry. with the Wind next week. Oh, don't sorry, you know sorry. what happens there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, the house burns down. Do you know oh, what I mean? you've ruined it again. <laughs> I tell you what, it wasn't his fault, though, apparently. Clark, my dear, I couldn't give a damn. Couldn't give a damn, my dear, I couldn't give a damn. Yeah, wooden false teeth, you know, Clark Gable in that film. And I haven't Did been he? able to watch that since, yeah. Can you imagine his wooden champers? How do you know that, dude? How do you know that Clark Gable had wooden teeth? Bro? No, apparently somebody saw him at the back of the studio. He was washing him under a tap outside. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. It might be an urban myth, so don't please sue me because I haven't got much. Clark Gable suing is probably slightly unlikely. Anyway, 
Is uh, he dead? I think so. Oh, uh, just a bit. He had, he had bad breath, apparently. Maybe that's to do with the wooden teeth. Well, it's his wooden yeah. teeth, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, how do you keep them clean? Wooden oh, teeth. Varnish. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Varnish. You, you wouldn't have to worry about dental decay. He woodworm, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you what, though, if he'd been in the fire, it would be a kind of thing. Oh, yeah, sorry, I've got to leave. My teeth are on fire. If, if your life's in a mess, mess then the email address is the agonyuncles at thehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And to all of you who sent in your troubles, thanks for trusting us, the Agony Uncles, with your problems. We, we, we really do do our best. And don't forget, send your questions and problems and, uh, and you know, any spare cash to um, agonyuncles at thehairybiters.co.uk. Yeah, we do love to try and help you with any issues in your life. And remember to follow the podcast so you won't miss a single episode. If you do, then there's a new one waiting for you every Friday when you wake up just to set you up for the weekend. God love you all. Yes. So, from Posh Tash, the Thin White Duke, and us, have a lovely week and a safe existence. Yeah. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.